Hello. Hey. Okay, now I prefer a hello. I was just testing out my hey. I'm Phoebe. I'm Steph. And this is Let's, Let's Watch, Watch Murder. Murder. Oh, we were off that time. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's less okay. cheesy this way. Well, I don't know. Anyway. This is a podcast where we talk about films about murderers. Yep. Me. I'm studying psychology and Steph is studying film. Yeah. So we're going to use our quote-unquote expertise <laughs> to look into these films. Me from a film aspect and like looking into cinematography and all that. Mm -hmm. And me from a psychological aspect. Yeah. I wonder if this is ever going to get annoying when we preface things. Well, they're just going to have to deal with it. Skip. Just skip. Skip around me. I just want to point out that Steph is knitting because although we're 22, we are middle-aged. I mean, it's a good time. <laughs> I recommend. Knitting is... I just don't know how to knit. I missed that. Oh, I part. didn't really know how to knit. You just go on YouTube. Today, we're going to be talking about Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. Yes, we. the previous episode was about Hannibal, so if you want to... So we can't really be bothered to talk about the movie again in so much detail. Basically, so we if you only care about Buffalo Bill, first of all, I don't understand you. And second, um, you won't get as many deets about the movie. But if you don't yeah. want that, then there you go. You're yeah. welcome. So we both really like the film. Oh, as I feel like most people should. It's yeah. an subtly, excellent movie. Yeah, it's subtly feminist, as we talk about in the previous episode. Yeah. And... Just a really well-made, well-rounded characters. Yeah. We did forget to discuss in the last episode that, again, it is very, very white, the cast. Oh, yeah. Um, as Apart I feel from like that, that friend of hers in the FBI. Who doesn't have team, a name. Who I don't think has a name. But who is a woman, but she, and she's black. Not but she's uh, black. I was going to say, don't black, they kind of pass the test with that they... Uh, are together in the scene and then I realized no they talk about men the whole time that oh, the man Bechdel being test. yeah although the Bechdel test is not like the most accurate thing to but it is like an easy way to yeah. kind of figure it out yeah feminism but I feel like the film is feminist in different ways and it is, it is. a film from the early 90s yeah you can't so, really like I'm not mad at it but I mean obviously I wish just things were a lot better in every way but but Life I do is think what I it is. I, as and as now. we mentioned, they do comment on it in the movie itself sometimes. Not like about race, ra but about feminism. Yeah. So that's a positive, at least. Um, we are both white women, so I feel like it's not really my place. Obviously, I can criticize the lack of racism. No, race. <laughs> not the lack. Of, the, <laughs> the lack sorry. of diversity. The lack of diversity, but I can't really say much more beyond that because I don't feel like I no but I'm uh, from again it wouldn't have been hard like in so many other movies to replace some of the white men characters or even Clarice with a black one yeah obviously or a person of color in general but the good thing about the film as we mentioned in the previous episode is that Clarice's character in the original book um Red Dragon is a man mm -hmm. called Graham but in Silence of the Lambs, it's Clarice. And it's she serves as, like, a very, like, the same kind of plot device as Graham does. Mm -hmm. So She's a total badass. 
sheet. That's that's at least something. Yeah. But yeah, today we're talking about Buffalo Bill. Um, yeah. Uh, He's so who's also more... known as Jamie Gum. Gum? Gum. Gum. <laughs> like dumb? Yeah. Like you that subtle B at the end? Dumb. That's how I feel like gum. Yeah. 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 We'll go with that. Anyway. Uh, He's a more of a, like a generic serial killer in my But mind. so not at the same time. Because, I mean, he is more complex than a typical one, that being the whole he thinks he's transgender. Yeah, but I'm just saying compared to Hannibal. Like, Hannibal yeah. is very unique. Um, and I, don't, I find him a bit more predictable. Yeah. But Han- where Hannibal is not, I feel. Yeah. The first time I saw the movie, though, I did not see him uh, making skin out of people. I mean, until we see him do that, you know? Or making a suit out of people. Women. Oh, you mean he didn't realize yeah. that was what he was doing? Yeah. Well, no, like, those things, like, the specifics, maybe not, like, that And with the moth, that was, I never really understood that until the last time I watched the movie, which was I mean, before. it was also, obviously also just, like, symbolism in Yeah, the but Lecter tells us about the symbolism. He sees yeah, himself yeah. as the moth. Yeah. Which is, like, why wouldn't you pick a butterfly? Whatever. Uh, yeah, there was some reason, because it has, like, a skull on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. So it's more creepy. Yeah. I really, I mean, the movie did get some criticism because of, um, they say that it's uh, making transgender people mm. look bad, but as a cis person... Uh, I don't totally have, I don't know, I can't really say, but I didn't see it that way because I thought Hannibal Lecter made it clear that he wasn't actually transgender. He thought he was, and that's what he used to justify it because he was just, what was it? He was, he had a lack of identity and thought he was trans because he like didn't fit in. Yeah. So he kind of made himself quote unquote fit into that yeah just to find a place but that wasn't really what um what was going on yeah and i don't think the movie gives off in any way that transgender people are dangerous because like rather that this person is mistaken (laughs) it's really important what clarice says um when she's talking to hannibal and she like basically defends transsexuals and says that there is no correlation between trans and violence. Yeah. And says they are very passive, which I find like, which kind of like combats this notion because that's like quite early on in the and film. And she is a criminology major. Yeah. And I also find that kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. I feel like at it that really point, is. At that time, like trans people were as, I don't know, as much in the sp- not spotlight, but like. They're less taboo today. Um, but anyway, so I, I do understand the um, the idea behind the criticism. I just don't agree. And I think that if you watch the movie, it does not condemn trans people. Yeah. You know? I, I do get how if you don't watch the movie completely, it could... And I mean, I guess if you already have predisposed negative opinions about transgender people you could see it that way it it, it could just uh, further enhance those opinions but i don't i don't see that in 
I just feel like because Hannibal talks so much about his like kind of displacement or yeah. like um, lack of fitting in, that kind of just like before we really get to know Buffalo Bill, that just really makes sure no this we're not talking about a trans yeah. individual. We are talking about per, a person who has gone through so much abuse um, and kind of just needs some sort of way to fit in or like describe themselves. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, something that explains why they are the way they are. And yeah. he thinks that means he's trans when he's not. It's like, I have like a quote um, from um, Lecter. Like, Hannibal states um, that he hates his own identity and thinks that that makes him a transsexual, but his pathology is a thousand times more savage and more terrifying. Yeah. Um, And he says that um, Gum was not born a criminal. He was made one through years of systemic abuse, which is, like, a very, like, a spot-on description. This is why I love Hannibal Lecter as a character. Because even though he is sadistic and psychopathic and cannibalistic he still knows all this stuff and he is addressing the importance of upbringing yeah and just like both characters are really complex which it's not just like they could have so easy just made been like oh he's trans and that's why yeah he's quote but they did weird but that's not like because that's not even correct because, no and it's and it's it, just very psychologically complex and yeah. i really really appreciate that and that's why it's one of my favorite movies um and <laughs> i do like that they were <laughs> they did several they did that scene where he's sewing his skin suit and putting on mm. makeup and he's got really loud music going and uh, putting on yeah makeup like I said and just posing in front of the mirror like because <laughs> I mean that's exactly what I do when I'm getting ready <laughs> except for the skin suit part of course but it's like oh no Phoebe uh, <laughs> is a fan of wearing a skin suit at all the parties time. yeah I just like I like dancing in front of the mirror and putting on makeup and blasting loud music and dancing around while I'm getting ready. And I just thought it was kind of funny to see a really, really scary serial killer doing the exact same thing as I do. Yeah. And then I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, would you fuck me if I were a woman or something like that? Yeah. Or yeah, he says something like that. He would fuck himself. Yeah. Or something. It's weird because he is kind of made. I'm a bit campy mm-hmm. and flamboyant so it makes you think he may be homosexual it's kind of like he doesn't understand the difference between trans and homosexual or like he just doesn't understand himself gay. and he's probably confused sexually yeah so i feel like he's maybe like portraying himself bi. as gay and thinking that's trans like mm. it's it kind of it's clear that he just doesn't it's like a kind of blurry line for him. And, and we don't really get a really deep look into him as a character, to be honest. Like, I think apparently the book yeah, goes more into it. It does. I, I saw that too. You get more insight. So, but I mean, if... If, if you're you interested. To... I kind of want to read the book now. Yeah, same. But I'm a little scared. 
But I don't know. I think it is really, really interesting. And yeah, so if we just go quickly over how he did kill his victim, he used to um, pretend to be, what, limping, it seemed. Yeah. And carrying furniture into a van, or at least in that one case where we see the kidnapping. We don't ever yeah. see it before. And uh, sorry, just on that note, I read an article which was saying that he, um, like, the inspiration for his character mm-hmm. is based on, like, mainly three real life serial killers, okay. which is um, Ed Gein, yeah, because of the, the female skinning. skin suit. Ted Bundy, because he's pretending to be injured and vulnerable to lure mm-hmm. the women in. And then the Green River Killer, because he dumped the female bodies in rivers slash inserted their corpses with objects. Interesting. So it's kind of like the th- like three three of the worst well, humans that have existed Ed into Gein one character. Ed Gein is a little different, though. I mean, I don't he, he technically isn't a serial killer because he didn't kill three women. He only killed two. Uh, oh, interesting. Well, he's still scary as fuck. Yeah, but he was also criminally insane. He like he wasn't able to go to jail because yeah. he was. Uh, but what they what similarities are is that he was abused by his mom, um, and but he was also a lot grosser. Like, would if, he if have he, killed more women though if he wasn't caught? That's that's the question. But he did the same thing with the keeping them for three days, but he killed them immediately, I think, and then hung them for three days. Hung um, them? Yeah, just like from like from hooks, I think. So I can't like quite remember. Meat. Yeah. Disgusting. And then he would skin them. But what is really gross is that he used their skin to do all sorts of crap. Like if yeah. you look at his like a apartment, lamp, right? a lamp, a sofa, a trash can, and the trash can really gets me. It's like, really, you're going to skin me for your trash can? That's what I am. I'm your trash. And then the apron, the like, the chest apron or something. Like yeah, the, it, every like, and he had a skin shirt. Ew. So that's where that also, this comes then, from. Because I was listening to a podcast, I was covering Ed Gein, mm-hmm. and they mentioned the nipple belt. Yeah, and I'm like, a nip? Why? Why? Who who but gets the idea the to interesting make a thing. belt of nipple? Like, what purpose does that even serve? And that you, can't be very <laughs> practical. No, and you may be wondering, like, where did he get the skin to do all that with? Because he only killed two women. It's because he used to rob graves. He would oh. go into graves and skin the corpses oh, in the graves. fucking fantastic. I think it's better. <laughs> I think it's yeah. way, way better. I know, but it's still like... Nobody's going to know. What is wrong It's like you? that TikTok. It's like, nobody's going to know. So that's who he's based on. But if we just say he... Uh, then trap he traps the uh, women by pretending he has a limp or yeah buffalo bill is physically is... yeah and is physically uh, injured and then he puts them in a well after he catches uh cuts off their clothes and interesting they're usually a size 14 or 16 so they're uh, a little bit overweight the point was he needed them to be at like plump so that he yeah. could starve them for three days in order to loosen the skin yeah which i thought was interesting that they even put that in there only like three days though is that like enough yeah, to apparently because i mean it's just like you'd lose weight really fast if you're not getting anything in it starts burning fat but your mm. skin doesn't shrink as i'm assuming it has something to it i didn't actually i, look I just into thought that. like three i didn't realize it was just three days 
I get the like whole idea of like starving them and it makes the skin looser. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> That's I a really gross idea. I didn't realize it was idea. only three days. Like I, I just would have uh, thought I, that wouldn't be long enough. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think I remember but it that. But that there's correlation there then with Ed Gein and the hanging mm-hmm. for three days. Also, three is like a very symbolic number. Yeah. Creepy. It is. Anyway, and then <laughs> during this time, he keeps like spraying them with water and having them rub lotion on their skin to make their skin soft and supple. Yeah, uh, and he calls them it. It's like rub yeah. lotion on it. And it's, he's it like, rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Ugh! So scary. <laughs> and he's so clearly just like sick. He's just like But oh. that's a very, very clear um sign that he is doing his best to dehumanize them. Yeah. Which does give me more empathy for him. Because it means that he's not just like, oh, she, it's a person, it's a human. He has to dehumanize them in order to be able to kill them. They also mention it in the film when um, the victim's mom, I'm sorry, I don't remember their names. No, um, Catherine, I think her name yeah, is. Yeah. The, the, her mom is on TV yeah. and it just says her name over and mm-hmm. over again. Is like, my Catherine, my sweet they Catherine. They told her to do that, yeah. Yeah, and then they, like Clarice and the FBI people are like, oh, that's really smart. Mm-hmm. She's like humanizing. No, that's her. what they actually say. If somebody's pointing a gun at you, you should... Tell them your name and tell them as many personal facts about yourself as you can. Yeah. Because it'll make it harder for them to kill you. Mm-hmm. And don't break eye contact. My name is this. I love tea. <laughs> Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> like wow. a cup of tea. Sorry, I don't know. Honestly, that might calm them down, right? If you give them chamomile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where would you get the tea, though? I mean, Imagine you're in I think <laughs> you just offer them the tea, hope they put the gun down, and then... You can get to the tea after they're not pointing a gun at you. What was... Who was telling me the other day, it's like, if you're being held at gunpoint and, like, they're, mm-hmm. like someone's trying to rob you, that you just all of a sudden just start talking about something totally different. Like, you don't even react to them. You're just yeah. like, do you like sex? <laughs> because that apparently just, like, kind of throws them off that so they yeah. kind of forget what they're doing and then you kind of can escape. Yeah, but. I'm just going to be honest, though. If somebody were pointing a gun at me, I would not be like... Uh, so what are your thoughts on teacup pigs? That's yeah. just not something that would jump to mind. It would be like, what do you want me to do? But I just find that like quite interesting. Um, yeah. and, but I've also heard like if you are being mugged, you should throw your bag in one direction mm-hmm. and run in the other because they are most likely go after the bag and you can save yourself. Like I'd rather yeah. sacrifice Take all money. My shit. Yeah. I just want to survive. No, it also, I just, because I live downtown and I live right by the central bus station, and I live right next to a house uh, that's a halfway house, I think. And it's just kind of a scary when I like I'm I'm not scared necessarily of the people, but when I'm at the door trying to open it and it takes yeah. me a minute to get the key in, that's when I feel most vulnerable. It's like we do live in Iceland, and that is highly like- unlikely much more secure here but you know you still it's just that like instinct it's dark i'm trying to open the door and at that point both of my hands are occupied if somebody comes behind me i'm screwed yeah you know anyway tangent um no so oh my god i'm never gonna get through this 
Sorry. <laughs> I keep interjecting. He starts them for three days, has them rub lotion on the, uh, their skin, and then uh, uh, shoots them or what? Tortures them? No, not torture. Wow. He does torture them by starving them, starving them and scaring the crap out of them. Uh, but he then either kills them by, I think, shooting them or... What's the yeah, word? you never see him kill anyone. You only see them after they're dead or the victim yeah. before she actually survives and is freed. Yeah, and he puts like a little thing, like a moth in them. Yeah. Which is really gross. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, I think one of the other scariest scenes in the movie is when Catherine is in the well. I think it's a well, isn't it? It, it is a well, yeah. And she's just scr- starts screaming when she sees the nails of oh. the other women who are trying to yeah. escape and she realizes like oh my god also she says at some point like i want my mommy yeah. or something and i just really relate to like the pain the horror oh my god and it was a big deal because she was which i thought was clever that they put that in there even though it's really sad it was a big deal because she was the daughter of a politician, an important politician in the state. And that, I was like, it's annoying that that matters more, but it's still good that they pointed that out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was basically what I found the most scary about Buffalo Bill, was when he, <laughs> yeah, that and when he was attacking, when he's like almost touching Clarice in the dark. Oh. That was the scariest. But, um, yeah, that's all I have. All right. Well, basically, just like what we've said, um, the book gives us more insight into Buffalo Bill's past and childhood. Mm-hmm. But Hannibal does give us good insight. Um, and to quote um, Hannibal, um, it says, Look for severe childhood disturbances associated with violence. Our Billy wasn't born a cl- criminal, Clarice. He was made one through years of systemic abuse. Oh. Our Billy hates his own identity, you see. He always has, and he thinks that makes him a transsexual. But his pathology is a thousand times more savage and more terrifying. It's just... An Which am- kind of just like a very good like summary yeah. of Buffalo him. Bill. Yeah, and I think, that, again, that's very advanced for this movie's time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think this is just at the uh, start of the behavioral analysis unit of the FBI, isn't it? Clarice Mm -hmm. wants to work in the behavioral analysis unit, which is, yes, and I think the thing that I realized... obviously studied criminology. Yeah, the person who is her boss in this whole thing is one of the founding fathers of the behavioral analysis science unit? I don't know. Which was the thing that Mindhunter is about. Oh. Yeah. So it's like two different stories about that. That same guy. Interesting. I think. I may be wrong. Well, that would be be cool, though. But he's, I mean, because he's a fictional character in this sense, but it's like he is that guy. Yeah, like an inspiration. Yeah. There's also a good um, quote here from, like, this whole skin suit thing. Um... It's from an article called going, going to the story dot 
B-L-C-K-L-S-T. Um, and the article is great character, Jane Buffalo Bill Gum. No, this is just a link. I don't know what the article is called, but whatever. It's about Silence of the Lambs and Buffalo Bill. But the quote is, uh, what makes Jane Gum transformative dance scene carve its freaky image deep under the subconscious is a gruesome contrast between his celebration of his flesh costume and the traumatized scream of his next potential victim below his feet. Party music and wearing another person's skin were never meant to go together. Yeah. <laughs> Which I find very, very good. Um, I agree with that. But it's the uh, balanced portrayal of imbalance. James, um, quote-unquote, Buffalo Bill, Gum's twisted yet straight-faced approach to coveting beauty with ugly intentions that makes this nemesis to society a great character. He is a great character. Um, but then I also... Um, read an article which is about this whole controversy of Buffalo Bill's mm-hmm. character and how there's so many people who saw it as homophobic. Um, really? Homophobic instead of trans? Well, yeah, but like, kind of, because he's also kind of portrayed yeah. kind of okay. homosexually, I guess, quote unquote. Um, uh, because it is mentioned that he had a partner, like he had sex with a guy or like was oh. dating a guy, but it's like briefly mentioned. I don't remember that. What? Um, that makes sense. It, they don't really go into detail of that. Um, but uh, this article, which is on scholarworks.eumt.edu, says like that James Gum is more a projection of homophobia than a credible character. Uh, Buffalo Bill has stereotypical elements that makes him look like he's homosexual. Um, like the above critics have allowed the uh, the depiction of a character, a character stressed in the script as not a homosexual, but rather in search of some sort of identity, to blind them to this sagaciousness. Uh, I don't know that word. Neither do I. Of Dumbsville. <laughs> but anyway, stupid. just saying that, like, it is mentioned a few times in the film. He isn't trans. He isn't yeah. homos- like gay, homosexual. Yeah. He just has a loss of identity and is searching for an identity but then the people still I just don't know I mean I obviously am not trans myself but I just I find that important because the film isn't about a trans person healing no. it's about a person in search of identity thinking he's trans and they keep defending trans people or yeah. like saying he's not trans yeah and, and that that's point, a really I'm good like, thing like, being trans is not the thing that's making him bad yeah you know <laughs> And I think that the movie does a good job of um, of portraying that. But if you go into the movie in the mindset that it is transphobic, you're not going to pick up on that. So maybe they could have done a better job of making that clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it was really clear to me. Yeah, same. So, yeah, that's how I feel. But um, again, I'd be really interested to hear another point of view on that. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, because maybe it is damaging in a way that we just don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, like we've mentioned, like we are cis. white cis women, and we obviously don't understand what it's like being trans or a gay and man. we're straight. We're or I I am at least. I'm not assuming anybody's orientation <laughs> here, but like that, I don't fit into the LGBT plus community so therefore i can't understand their struggles yeah 
completely, but, but I empathize. I do. <laughs> but from like this article that is like defending the film is going like dissecting mm. these critic this criticism. But I feel like the majority of people think Silence of the Lambs is a good film. So I just it I is. think I mean obviously it's important to criticize everything. Yeah, and it's important just I think to even um bring it up in general just to make it even more clear that that is not the message of the movie. Yeah, and like Jonathan Dem also stated in an interview um before the film was released and quote um said that it was tremendously important to not have gum misinterpreted by the audience as homosexual. That would be a complete betrayal of the themes of the movie movie mm -hmm. and a disservice to gay people. So like the director wow. himself is just like, no, that is not what the character it's is about. It's just an interesting psychological aspect of him that he thinks he is all of these. He's just trying on different identities. Yeah. Exactly. And another thing, if he were trans, he still wouldn't kill people to feel, fulfill this fantasy. I mean... You know? The, or not that it's a fantasy. The majority to... of serial killers I've heard of are s straight men. So... Or, like, yeah. men who are into women and killing them because that's some sort of, like, sexual pleasure for them. So, in general, I feel like they are the ones we should be scared of. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think, see, because that is the typical serial killer, I can see why people would be a little upset being like, so, a typical serial killer is a cis straight man, but you decided to make it a trans guy, you know? Yeah. Which is, you know, it gets a lot more heat than an actual case from the 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... Again, but he, he isn't, isn't trans. trans. So, say it with me. He's, He's not trans. trans. <laughs> it would be okay if he. I don't. Okay, whatever. This but is going off track. The point is, I just. I. I think it is really important to just make it so clear that nobody can under misunderstand it. But if if you see something transphobic about it, or homophobic, or any sort of phobic then do tell us, because that would be... I'd be really interested to learn. Yeah. Um, also, this article talks about how the FBI agents, who are all male, apart from Clarice, mm -hmm. who is female, they just see Buffalo Bill or Jim Gum as just, like, this pure evil who kills women. Um, but they never attempt to actually look into him and like just yeah. understand him which is the but, idea behind the behavioral analysis yeah, unit I but think she it, the only woman woman yeah. in the film or like the major role besides a victim in the film um she actually does and the why has, is always important and she the script reminds us is an fbi trainee so she isn't even a professional but she still manages to do a lot better than this majority of men who just kind of put James Gum into like a box of just evil man rather yeah. than actually look into it. It just shows us how important psychology is in it terms is. of this. Um, and like, had there just been some, if he hadn't been let down and, and systemically abused yeah. over and over again, then 
he probably would not have turned into this person. It would. I kind of want to read the book now and see like what it was because we only know he was had gone through like abuse. Yeah, but we don't know what it is. But, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it. That, it just it just basically makes it clear once and again that people are not born serial killers. This actually also this is me going off just on my own theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not even studying psychology. I took a few classes in high school, high school or high school, college, whatever it's called. But the fact that he is in search of identity, of an identity, thinks he's trans, kind of portrayed, kind of like flamboyant, campy. Um, I don't know if campy is the right word, but a bit like mm-hmm. stereotypically gay. Mm-hmm. Makes me think maybe the abuse he went through was maybe some sort of rape. Yeah. By a male, or um, sexual abuse by a male, which maybe kind of makes him think that makes him gay, or you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like it could uh, be like sexual a between... abuse victims often try to like as a um, defense mechanism try to justify what happened to them or to reconcile what happened to them as their own sexual desire. Yeah, so that could actually be. Uh, uh, like explain yeah why he acts the way he does and why he could be misinterpreted as gay yeah when he isn't it could it could again we this and, is just and if you've talk. read the book and it says anything about it it would be cool to hear um, yeah i'm gonna look into reading that book me too actually that sounds really fun book club yes let's start a book club. exciting <laughs> um also, a last quote from the director is, um, or not a quote from the director, but something Dem says, and it's a quote from the article. Um, Dem reminds us that to call gum simply mad is too easy. A cultural analysis finds that gum and all of his unique symbol systems need to be processed and understood before he can be contended with. Again, I just think the movie does a fantastic job of creating complex and interesting characters with a um, important backstory that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. get to know, but we get snippets of, and it's... We know enough. Yeah, to, to recognize that it's something that was created, Yeah, you know, and by us as a society. And the fact that this film is from the early 90s and the book, like, from earlier than that, I feel like it's a bit ahead of its time because we now know so much of this stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. we just find it kind of basic. Like, yeah, the serial killers were abused as kids and childhood trauma, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's kind of just, like, basic. Maybe also just because we are both true crime fanatics. Yeah, and listen to all these podcasts. But I feel like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, when this film was made, it wasn't as obvious or, like, just basic people who aren't, studying criminology or mm-hmm. in the FBI would necessarily know this stuff. No, yeah. So and I've, they clearly didn't. Yeah. In the movie. And this film, yeah. It's just I it's ahead of its time in so many ways. It really is. I I love it. <laughs> is it time for ratings or I give it five out of five. I am so I, I like like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I give it four stars on Letterboxd. Which Not is four and a half? Actually, after watching it again, I'd probably give it a four and a half. I give it like four when I watched it last. It's definitely 
a fantastic film. All these people I follow as well. I have three people giving it five stars. That yeah. I follow. It's just <laughs> two gave them excellent. three and a half. What the hell? Did you even understand the film? No, I think those people are like the people that I was when I watched it when I was 12. You know? Yeah. This is the first horror movie I've ever seen. First scary movie I watched. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I remember like when I, when we still lived in Brussels, it's probably like 10. I was younger than 12 because mm-hmm. that's when I moved here. And you were talking about Silence of the Lambs and you want to watch it. And I was like, dude, no, I'm 10. <laughs> oh, well, then I must have been even younger because Disa or maybe is the one. When, or was it Disa then? She, we decided to watch a horror movie together and she said, I really want to see this movie. And I was like, okay. I at least remember you guys talking about it and me being yeah. like, no, thank you. Yeah. Which I'm fine with because I don't think I would have been mature enough to understand this film. I mean, it really did handle. set the scene and gave me a high standard of <laughs> scary movies. But I really, like, it's very complex. So I did not understand half of it. Like, no. I didn't understand all of the um, all of the scary stuff. It was mostly just a scary movie. I mean, I even watched it for the first time when I was like, 16 17 and even then i obviously understood it but watching it as sec- it also might be because i'm watching mm-hmm. it for the second time but also just i've listened and like gotten gotten into true crime a lot more mm-hmm. since then it may have also just helped me kind of delve deeper into the film yeah i think it's the kind of movie that every time you watch it you will notice something new yeah because that's been my experience I also recommend, if you didn't listen to the other episode where we go into Hannibal Lecter, that you uh, listen to that. We go more about the film, more into like just the film in general. And yeah, this is a bit this, of a short one because the of The cinematography. But, so. yeah. And leave us a um, comment about yeah. what your thoughts are. Thoughts are. Yeah. Thoughts are. You, there's so many things to dissect in this film. It's like, endless. Yeah. So, so great. Fun Um, times. (laughs) Anyway. If you have any recommendations of films we should go into that involve murder or about murderers, whether they're fictional or real, please do let us know. Yeah, and we will consider it. Yeah, look into it. And please do follow us and rate us. Like and subscribe. (laughs) If you're into that, it would mean so much. Um, I, they always say it like, makes a really big difference to them, and I never understood why, but I'm sure it is, so please do. I mean, we haven't even aired the first episode. No, at I know, this point. but. So we'll see. But I, it's like the ratings help you get up the charts and like there to be listened yeah, to. Yeah, but also just like the liking and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Anyway, um, we'll see you see in the next one. Yeah. Smell you later. Okay. <laughs> Bye.